Hey folks, this is Jesse Cope, back with another episode of the American Soul Podcast. Hope y'all are doing well, wherever y'all are, and whatever part of the day you're in. I sure do appreciate you joining me, giving me a little bit of your time. I know y'all have other things that you could be doing, and so I... Appreciate it very much. For those of y'all that continue to share the podcast, to tell others about it, to subscribe to it over on Buzzsprout, thank you so much. Trying to think of what else. Well, hopefully it gets you through a little of your day, dishes or Working in the garden or working on fence or driving up and down the road, conference period, lunch hour, getting ready for work or school in the morning or in the evening, getting home, sitting around the dining room table or in the living room. Hopefully soon around the fire to keep you warm when it actually starts to cool off, if it ever does again in this part of the world, and get a little rain. And that tells you all you need to know about the state of our homestead right now. Father, thank you for today. Thank you for you, Father, and your Son, Jesus Christ, and your Holy Spirit. Thank you that rain and fall are coming. Thank you for the blessings of the different seasons. For the time to record this podcast. For the people that listen to it and share it and subscribe to it. Bless them and their families. Surround them with your angels, protect them from evil, keep them safe. Watch over those who are in our military today, wherever they are. Watch over our police officers, our firefighters here in our communities. Go with them each day. Walk beside them. Keep them all safe, please, Father, and bring them home to their families. And if you can't, or if that's not your will, then bring them home to you safely, Father, please. And guide my words here. In the name of your Son, Jesus Christ, we ask and pray. Amen. So, we're going to do an episode that's kind of uh, a little bit of a standalone. Well, it is a standalone do these every once in a while. We'll talk about priorities uh, often. And uh, Anyway, this to me, this seems to be one. I wanted to run through two things real quick. One, uh, this New England primer that we talked about in the last couple episodes or last few episodes, it had a number of other different aspects to it. And anyway, there there was, in this little article about this New England primer, in the Founder's Bible, there was a question and answer that were, I think, part of a table. I'm not real sure from the way they wrote this. But anyway, it was definitely something that you would teach children. And the question was, it was question 42, apparently. 
what is the sum of the Ten Commandments? And the answer was the sum of the Ten Commandments is to love the Lord our God with all our heart, with all our soul, with all our strength, and with all our mind, and our neighbors as ourselves. These are the kind of lessons from the Bible that really make you understand that if people are against that, educating children in that manner, you really don't want them in education. Certainly not the education of your own children. Uh, and that's going to tie on to what we talk about today a little bit. And then there was one other real quick little blip. This was a new guide to the English tongue in 1740, published in England by Thomas Dilworth and was picked up in a lot of the New England schools by 1765. Had spelling, reading, grammar lessons, uh, scriptures. And Noah Webster, who we've talked about often, the schoolmaster to America, right, used only the Bible and Thomas Dilworth's book in his earliest school. Little blip out of it, the very first lesson. No man may put off the law of God. The way of God is no ill way. My joy is in God all the day. A bad man is a foe to God. And the, the purpose that Dilworth said is he wanted to rescue poor creatures from slavery and sin and Satan by setting the word of God for a lantern to our feet and a light to our paths, which is a reference to scripture. Lantern to kind of light our paths, light our way. Anyway, just again, just another reiteration of how much we need God in our public education uh, and in our education of our children, our youth just in general, and how much our founders uh, before, really the colonists before America was a nation and during and after, they knew this. It gives you an idea of why they were able to survive uh, the revolution against the greatest military, the greatest army, navy on the face of the earth at that point, right? Uh, the British Empire. So, school time continues to lengthen the day and the year. And this is not a good thing. And if you don't believe me, find a teacher, administrator, counselor, who you trust, and ask them if continuing to lengthen the school day and the school year is beneficial to the students. And having talked to a number of really good educators and counselors and administrators, uh, myself, what you will find particularly those who are still in the classroom today, they will tell you that the students, if you start, you know, whatever your school is across the country or wherever you are in the world, you know, we've got quite a few now. I need to do that more often. Look up and see where some of these downloads are. They're, they're just all over the world. I think y'all would be surprised some of the places that are downloading the podcast. Uh, and in a number of different states across the country, so uh, thank you for that, by the way. But anyway, you talk to these educators, they're going to tell you, if you start in a normal school day, 7.38, by about 1, 12.30 to 1.30, I'll say, somewhere in that hour window, the kids are done. They've shut down. 
their brains are fried. You're getting minimal out of them, uh, particularly the boys. Yeah, and I know that, that that's going to seem sexist to some of y'all, but it's a newsflash, boys and girls aren't the same. And school today is absolutely designed for girls more than boys, but it's still too long for girls. It's not designed well today. Uh, and it's, it really is, it's one of the reasons that school choice is taking off. Uh, and one of the things that you hear so often is the parents that decide to homeschool their kids, right? Or send them to some of these really interesting charter schools or, or private schools that are only doing the core courses, right? So they'll do uh, English, math, science, and history, and that's it. Uh, some of them have electorals that are, you know, you can, you can choose uh, some electives, but that's extra. That's in addition to the school day. But the school day is, you know, eight to one probably four days a week. I know there's a, a local one that does it, and I think they go 8 to 1 Monday through Thursday, and then on Friday maybe 8 to 11.30 or 12 or something like that, right? Uh, but one of the things you'll hear is the number of hours, particularly for homeschool, that you get back, and it's, it's somewhere around 17,000, and that's not including the extracurricular activities or pre-K or daycare. So if you're just talking, right, first, it's not including kindergarten either. If you're just talking first grade through high school, through 12th grade here in America, and you're only talking about the school day, that's 17,000 hours that our kids are with somebody else for the specific purpose of educating them. In a Christian nation, in a taxpayer-funded education system whose purpose is to strengthen the country. And you're gonna, we're going to give our kids away for a bare minimum of 17,000-plus hours. Why we aren't demanding that that be centered on the principles, the founding faith and principles based on the teachings of Christ is beyond me. And, and the fact that we can't figure out why our society is crumbling and our freedoms and our liberties are going away when we are not educating our children in that matter is phenomenal. So here's a little bit. We talk about John Dewey uh, every so often on this podcast and I'm not, my point today is not to really focus on him, so I'm going to run through this real fast. This is out of Impressions of Soviet Russia. He went over there, and this is particularly about their schools, right? This is written in the 1920s, uh, right at 100 years ago, folks, okay? And Dewey, by the way, is considered the architect or father or whatever title they choose for modern public education in America. The traditional customs and institutions of the peasant, his small tracts, his three-system farming, the influence of home and church, all work automatically to create in him an individualistic ideology. In spite of the greater inclination of the city workers toward collectivism, even his social environment works adversely in many respects. Hence, the great task of the school 
is to counteract and transform those domestic and neighborhood tendencies that are still so strong, even in nominally collectivistic regimes. So the point here, right, the great task of the school is to counteract home and church, God, your parents and God. That is the stated great task from the father of modern American public education 100 years ago that is absolutely the same great task of modern American leftists today across the country by their actions, folks, regardless of what they say. Regardless, if you had somebody listen to this podcast that was a left-leaning leftist citizen and they said, well, that's absolutely not true. No, folks, no, no, no. Look at their actions, not their words. In this case, his words line up really well. And, and a lot of times, uh, they line up pretty well, and we just don't want to pay attention to them. A couple more. Uh, that thoroughgoing collectivists regard the traditional family as exclusive and isolating in effect, and hence as hostile to a truly communal life, is too familiar to require rehearsal. Apart, however, from the effect of the oft-recited Bolshevist modifications of marriage and divorce, the institution of the family is being sapped indirectly rather than by frontal attack. Its historic supports, economic and ecclesiastical, are weakened. I, I really highlighted economic here, folks, because what have we become today? And I'm going to have to end today, and I guess we'll finish this up uh, try to quickly tomorrow. I didn't really think this was going to be a two-part podcast. But economically, we have gone from traditionally a one-income household to two-income households. And that's not a minor thing, folks. We have, and, and a lot of it is due to our own greed, right? We want to, it's keeping up with the Joneses. We want two brand new cars. We want a brand new house. We want a swimming pool. We want more land, we want whatever it is. We want to be able to buy more clothes. We want to go out to eat more often. We want every single streaming service. Everybody wants phones with unlimited texting, unlimited streaming, right? We want, uh, you know, pick whatever your poison is. We want all the sports channels on TV, ESPN, etc. We want to go play golf whenever we want to go play golf. We want to take vacations whenever we want to take vacations, wherever we want to go. Whatever it is we have, we, a little bit of greed, yes, but we have bought into this lie that really ties into feminists and the left, and it's pushed in. It, 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 it ties in here to education, folks. Just stick with me for a second, then we'll wrap up. Because we have allowed ourselves or drawn ourselves into two-income households, the mother staying at home and educating the children is an impossibility almost for a number of families especially when they're still having to pay taxes to support a public school, right? Makes sense. And so this comment from 100 years ago by the socialist communist about we're going to sap the family, particularly economically, if we make them work so hard just to support their family, then they're not going to have time to pay attention to what we're doing in education. And they're not going to have time to do anything about it or the economic means to do it. You gotta see that connection, and I'm not gonna keep you any longer today, folks. But you gotta see that connection 
between two-income households and lack of freedom in education and why school choice is so important today because we're not making the right decisions that we should make that our founders told us to make in ensuring that we had God-centered, Christ-centered education publicly. God bless y'all. God bless your families. God bless your marriages. God bless America. If you get a chance, tell one person about the podcast. If you get a chance, subscribe. It's $3 a month. You get all the free or the extra episodes that we do. We'll talk to y'all again real soon, folks. Looking forward to it.